Good evening, everyone. My name is Cindy, and I'm a gratefully recovering food addict. And I'm really excited to be here because it has been a long time since I have spoken at this meeting. I was looking back at my calendar, and the last time I spoke at this meeting was a year ago this month. So I'm glad to be here, and I'm excited to hopefully share my experience, strength, and hope, and and be a blessing to, to someone. First of all, to get the qualification out of the way, I definitely qualify as a 100-pounder. Um, I'm one of those people who has come in and out of program for many years until I realized seven years ago that I can't leave because it's a matter of life and death. So my top known weight was 302 pounds. I did have a medical professional see a picture that I was in from 2009 and said I probably reached 340. And today I weigh 169 pounds. In the last seven years, the lowest I've been in the program is 148, which for my height at five foot eight and my build was too thin. I would tell you that I am most comfortable at about 159. So I'm a little higher than that, but I want to be honest where I am today. I have always had issues with food. I can remember at age four, getting out of my bed and going down to the freezer and getting out a dessert and eating it in the middle of the night. Throughout my childhood, I would always seem to go for those sugary items and I would compulsively eat items that I enjoyed. I remember eating a bag of something at five years old and throwing up from eating that bag. And till this day, I've never touched that food. So at age 12, I went on a diet. It was a pan way. And the reason I went on that diet was because in elementary, they used to weigh us in the class and I was the second heaviest in the class. And I was, I was extremely embarrassed about it. And I did not want to, to be, I considered it chubby because I, I, the clothes I got were in the quote chubby department. And I wanted to, to release that weight. So the way I've always been around food is that I would either overeat as much as I wanted and then because I was on a diet and had to be weighed, then I would restrict for a few days until I had to weigh. And when I was weighed, then I would take it easy for a few days and eat whatever I want. Well, this has never worked in my life. It's taken me a long time to figure that out. My first OA meeting was in 1986. And I was 210 pounds. And my sister and I went together. She's my oldest sister, who's 14 years older than me. I was 24 at the time. A year and a half before that, I had been in a modeling contest um, for a well-known agency um, in New York City. And I managed to gain 55 pounds in the span of three months. That is not normal. And so I had the desperation at 210 pounds um, to want to go to an OA meeting. And I have to tell you all, we were embarrassed to say Overeaters Anonymous. I remember going to this church, and we couldn't find where the meeting was. 
And there was a gentleman in the hallway were like, is this where the meeting is? And he goes, what meeting? And it was a friend's church, by the way, <laughs> which I guess they, and they said something about being a meeting place, you know, that was part of the church thing. And we go, you know, the meeting. And finally he goes, oh, I think you mean the meeting down the basement. <laughs> And so I remember when we went around the room to qualify, everyone was qualifying as as compulsive overeaters, and my qualification was I definitely eat too much. Well, needless to say, I didn't stick around. I actually came back six months later, and I proceeded to come in and out of programs. Back then, my idea of working an OA program was working it like a diet, and using the group for support. And when I would lose the weight, um, I would leave. So in 2001, I I was in program and my weight was down. I came in a lot of time. Every time that I came into program, my weight was down until this last time. And so my weight would be down, and I'd come in and I'd might maybe work a few steps maybe do some of the tools, never sponsored anyone, never got a sponsor, all the things that that help us in the program. I really just picked and choose what I felt like I wanted to do, and it didn't work out very well. So 2001, life hit. I had some career issues. The company I worked for was being sold. I turned to food, and I couldn't stop eating. And I was shameful, and I was embarrassed, and... I I was beside myself. I can remember being, I live in Nashville, being at the Grand Old Opry stage, on the stage. I was in a music ministry, and we were doing a, a holiday CD, and we were backing up Amy Grant. So I was in this choir, and it was supposed to be a very memorable moment. And all I could think about was, what are they going to feed us? I'm hungry. And I was gaining so much weight that my jeans were too small. And so I couldn't sing. So it's like I had, the, the, <laughs> I had them opened at the top because I couldn't breathe because I ate so much. So I did, in my infinite wisdom, and I'm being sarcastic, I left the program. In 2001, I left. And I stayed in my music ministry, uh, managed to get to be over 200 pounds, and um, I was still in my church community, and then, then in my infinite wisdom, I decided I don't want to go to church anymore. I I got to worry about my career. I want to finish, you know, get a graduate degree. I want to. I just I don't have time for this church thing, which was a mistake too. So you talk about a relapse. If I, if anyone is out there that's thinking about leaving, let me just tell you what. Please don't do it. Please don't do what I've done all these years. I admire the people that stay in no matter what. You know the people at the meetings, the people that have been in 30 years. Even if they struggle, they kept going to meetings. And I'm telling you, it's a, the meetings are the lifeblood to be around people who understand this, this illness. So what I want to speak a little bit about the relapse, and then I want to give you the the um, the hope in this of where I am today because today my life looks completely different. So this is how bad relapse gets. You all, maybe not you all, but maybe some people can relate to being 
very isolated in the disease, eating the food by yourself, not maybe being out in public with it. Well, my disease got so bad that I remember taking a trip with my sister to Las Vegas. And we went to Hoover Dam, we went to the Grand Canyon, and so it was a bus trip. And they stopped off at a convenience store where people could get things to eat, and we were watching movies in the bus. And I got so much food. I didn't care if the other 20 people saw me eating the entire amount of food that I purchased, and it was a lot. That's how bad it got. I didn't care anymore. I just figured, I stopped the restricting. I kept the binging up, but I stopped the restricting. So my weight ballooned. And I just thought, you know what, this is the way my life's going to be. And it went on for 11 years. Well, actually, it went on for 10 years at that point, and I had a health scare. I didn't know if I was having a heart attack, but there was something that was, my heart was just beating fastly, and I wasn't one to, to have anxiety or anything. So I called a friend of mine, and she's like, Cindy, you need to get to a doctor. I hadn't been to a doctor in five years at that point, and I didn't want to get weighed. And I didn't want to go to the doctor, but I listened to her. She pleaded with me. So I found a doctor in the network, in my network. Um, went to see him, he was very compassionate. And when I got on those scales, I thought to myself, I hadn't weighed years. And even when I was losing weight, it was always clothes and how they fit. I thought, I bet I weigh 306. I was at 302. He was very compassionate. My blood pressure was through the roof. I was borderline diabetic. He didn't want to put pills toward it, but I had to go on blood pressure medicine. And I started the whole cycle of dieting, putting things in my phone and, or putting my calories in my phone app and this and that. And I started to have some success as far as the, the physical aspect of disease. That worked until it didn't work. And so he decided to put me on diet pills and I was not one to take pills. And I was off the high blood pressure medicine at that point, but I was still obese and I was, my weight was going up. And I took them for six weeks. They made me crazy. Um, they were successful from a physical standpoint, but they just, they were not me. And so my life was threatened at one point and it wasn't by my own hand though you know, this disease is like a slow suicide. My life was threatened and God saved me that day. And I'm not ashamed of that because I had a spiritual experience in my 20s, but my relationship with God for many years was Santa Claus and what I wanted. If I wanted something, I went to him. There was no intimacy in that relationship. So he saved me that day, and that just woke me up. I was like, oh, my God, I'm here for a purpose, and I can't live like this anymore at all. And so the first thing I did was I went back to my church community, and within a month of that, I came back to OA. And it was the most humbling experience that I ever, ever experienced, but it was the most welcoming experience as well because it had been – 11 years, actually, excuse me, it had been 12 years since I had gone through the doors of OA. And we have a strong fellowship here in Nashville. They had an office, and we have an office now, too. And they had moved it. And I thought Google was taking me the wrong, wrong place. Of all things, I ended up 
back in a or ended up in a relapse meeting. I come in the door. It was a day they were having a workshop. I look in the room and there's my former sponsor standing there. And she came over and gave me the best welcome back hug I've ever gotten in my life. And she said, how are you? I said, I'm better now. And as I looked around the meeting, I saw familiar faces. I saw people that I knew from the previous years and they were still in the program. And I was willing to go to any lengths because I, I had to do things differently because what I'd done in program, when I was in program before, it never worked. What was I willing to do? The first thing I was willing to do was to look at why did I drop out? I always dropped out because either A, I thought that I could do it on my own, or B, I couldn't stop eating. And I treated the, the program like a diet, which never worked for me. And so the first thing I made up my mind was I can't leave the program. No matter what, I can't leave. And I was so emotionally and spiritually bankrupt. And now at that point, I was 275 pounds, which is obese. But I didn't care if I never released another pound. And I say release because I heard that on this meeting. You can find something that you lose. So I was willing to go to any length. First thing I did was start to do phone meetings. I had never done a phone meeting. And I discovered this meeting. And so I wanted to do 90 meetings in 90 days. Then I, the next thing I did was start, start doing outreach calls. Typically, I'm very outgoing. When I'm in my disease, not so much. I don't like calling people on the phone, but I heard someone say, all you have to do is say, hey, this is such and such. I'm calling to make an outreach call. So I started meeting people all over the, the country because I was willing to, to take that leap. I started to, I looked for a sponsor. And that person was someone who always talked about working the steps. She was recovering from another, in another program, and she talked about the big book, and she talked about the steps. So she was my first um, step sponsor. I then, within 10 months, decided to commit my food to someone. And I've been sending them my food since 2014 to the same person every day. I then started sponsoring people. I never sponsored anyone. Well, in order to in order to keep the beautiful program that we have and the 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 blessings from it, you have to give back. And so I started sponsoring. Where's my life today? Oh my god. It doesn't look any different. If you would have met me 10 years ago, even 7 years ago when I stepped back in, I'm not the same person. My personality's back. I'm telling you, it's a it's a psychic change, a, a mental change because I'm I can meet people and talk to people. When I'm in that in the disease, it's all it's very self-centeredness. It's very much all about me. It's very introverted. It's not a pretty picture from a physical standpoint as well as an internal standpoint. I have had so many experiences that I would have never had had I not come back to OA. Beautiful experiences. I, I rediscovered my passion of fashion. That was my major in college. And um, I started making wearable art hats and styling people. And I you know, just started living life, having different experiences. I started traveling again. I remember when I did start traveling at being at over 300 pounds, I hated to go on planes. 
because when I went on planes, am I going to have to have a seatbelt extender? Thank you. Which I did, but I learned how to ask for one, so it wasn't so shameful and embarrassing. Today, I don't know what, where I, I can tell you. I, I was just going to say, I don't know where I'd be. I know exactly where I'd be. I would be gone. I would be on to the next part of the journey because I was slowly killing myself with food. Now, that person that I told you that saved my life by telling me to, to get to a doctor, which started my whole journey back to, to OA, she passed away this week. And she was a dear friend of 32 years. And the disease of this addiction was too much for her. She was 54 years old. And um, it's heartbreaking. But you know what? I don't have to turn to food. I've been abstinent this week. Because that wouldn't be honoring. That would not be honoring to, to what this program has given me, the gift that it's given me. And... I don't know if I take one bite of certain foods I haven't had in years, I don't know if I could stop because I've already proven um, where, I, where I can go with this disease. And I will tell you it's progressive, but there is a way out. This program works, and I've seen it through other people who have gone before me who, who are here now. And I know that this being abstinent, and living life fully and feeling every emotion, even when they're not fun, is a, excuse my language, a hell of a lot better than using food and escaping and not really living life, but just watching life. So with that, I'll go ahead and pass. Thank you for allowing me to be of service today.